0: table for one dumb boy. Episode eight. That's with a question mark because i uh, pretty sure it's episode eight. Um, I'm your host, Nicholas Seth Thomas, a.k.a. Nick Thomas, a.k.a. Nicky T. Entrepreneur Love maker, Zen Buddhist I'm great I'm doing good all the time Including now This has been a good week uh, Why do you think that's been a good week Huh? I'll give you one guess Time's up It's been a good week because I graduated Drug and alcohol class You know that thing I've been in For way too fucking long Because I have a life and I don't have time To drop everything I'm doing To go sit in a fucking class with a bunch of fucking fuck-ups. Well, I say fuck-ups, but I'm in the class for the same fucking reason they are. This is good, though. This is good. Uh, I graduated drug and alcohol class. Let me clarify. Graduated drug and alcohol class because I got a certificate. I got a degree in drug and alcohol class now, so... This means a lot to me. This means a whole bunch because I didn't graduate high school. So, oh, spoiler alert. I didn't. I wasn't too much trouble. I wasn't stupid. I was just in a lot of trouble all the time. And as a result, I didn't. I just dropped out because it was easier. In fact, I was such a fuck up there and getting in trouble so much. My principal of the school suggested the best move for me was to drop out, that it would be easier. So this really does mean a lot to me. Um, Having something, you know, just saying I completed something finally in my fucking life, it means a lot to me. And uh, since I didn't graduate high school, that means I didn't get to walk across the stage to the music and have a little moment where there's like a little speech where it's like, well... This is uh this is the end of the road for us sir. This is a uh what do you call it? A fork in the road where we're all going to go our separate ways. I didn't have that, but um by golly I got one now. And that means a lot to me to be done with this. Um <laughs> it just seemed like it was uh exactly 6 months ago I was in here because of a uh, DUI, driving under the influence and excuse me if I get choked up. uh, I've learned a lot from you guys. I've learned that uh, my life's not as bad as I thought it was. Every one of you have it worse. For example, Jimmy, your chilling tale of waking up in jail and not even remembering how you got there and finding out that your wife and family were dead and the blood was on your hands that'll stick with me forever and I will never forget you buddy or Ashley the time you overdosed on Xanax because you thought it would be a good idea when the police raided your apartment to swallow the whole thing that'll stick with me forever Jennifer Jennifer you and your husband, Tom, who keeps weirdly showing up even though he has been asked not to. I really don't have much of a memory of y'all except for y'all smell very bad. You stink. Why do y'all smell so bad? Do something about that, that's all I gotta say. This is the time of our lives, though. We must cherish it. Because life does not get better after drug and alcohol class. It only gets worse. But we must charge on. We must. We must do it for our our kids that we don't have custody of anymore because of our problem. We must. We must do it for them. And I hope and pray every day... That we get to see our children again That we gain custody back Of our kids Will we quit drinking And doing drugs Absolutely not Will we tell our probation officers That we will Absolutely. fucking lutely Because lying is That's just something you gotta do in life To get by and you're going to have to hurt a lot of people you must be selfish in life drugs and alcohol feel good though so we're not going to stop doing that i'm 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 really going to miss you guys and what else is there to say just remember if times get too dark And you have nowhere else to turn. Suicide isn't the coward's way out. It's not. Sometimes it's uh, the only option. Because we live in hell now. And life is a waking nightmare. Thank you. Thank you very much. I felt good to get off my chest i've always wanted to do a little commencement speech or whatever you call that especially in that medium you know to where it's only about the things i love which are being a dirtbag. i had my first twitter meltdown this week holy shit i guess i can get into that it was about um It was about people texting me. And if you know me, I don't text back a lot. Um, And it's something I'm working on, but texting gives me crippling, excuse me, crippling anxiety. And I I, kind of can't deal with it. And I know it's a very, very, very first world problem, but people seem to think it's funny to, like, I don't know, either rile me up or just be completely ignorant to it because, okay, uh, let, let me just pull the tweets up that I was the I guess you could call it a meltdown I don't know, maybe not, maybe not you'd be the judge <clears throat> despite what you would call it though, um, I did say my thoughts on texting, which I'll just read to you if you didn't see it because this is fun, this is what people wanna hear um is me reading my teats teats my tweets, I'm not even gonna uh, you, you all know I'm not editing in that uh, I'm not gonna edit anything ever ever. You know why? Because I have to learn how to do that, and I'm not open to learning new things. I'm just not. Sorry. Um, okay. First to uh, tweet. Texting was created to make people with crippling anxieties' life a living hell. True, that's how I feel about it. So I was just putting it out there. Um, that's how I feel though. It's like uh, people text me a lot, and I know a lot of people, and uh, uh. I don't mind texting some people, um, just to clarify, but texting, like, I get in this wormhole where I'll text, like, five people not expecting to get anything by- back, and then all five text back, and it's just too much, and then, like, my life feels like it's consumed by responding to them, and I can't even get through a movie or anything, uh, the the only free time I have a way where I, I don't feel like I'm a slave to texting or my phone is when I go see a movie, which is, I feel like deep down a part of why I go to the movies a lot is because I can turn my phone off and shut the fuck out, shut, turn in, tune in, turn on, drop out, or whatever the fuck that lame shit that 18-year-olds uh, uh, that take acid say a lot Um Whatever that means, it applies to me when I go to the movies and it's what I do. So I do that and I'll play video games sometimes because with video games, I physically cannot stop what I'm doing to text. So it makes it so much better. Um, but other times, like I feel like I'm a slave to it because I'm so stupid. There's just some stupid thing in my head where I'm like, yeah, I can text 10 people and none of them will say anything back. I can convey the information I want to to them. They'll take it and say nothing, and I won't even have to say anything back. And even if I don't say anything back, they won't think I'm an asshole, right? Wrong. Ten people text me back immediately, then I get flustered about it and angry, and then I'm an asshole about it. And that's fine. You should think I'm an asshole because that's a dick thing to do. Um, I text you, you text me back, and I get mad? What? That's stupid, but that's what I do, and I can't help it because it gives me just this weird crippling anxiety I can't deal with and um even on days i don't text though here's the thing that does piss me off about it i hope this is making sense and i don't sound crazy i'm pretty sure it doesn't and i do <clears throat> but um okay here's what happens though i, I, I there was a, i wasn't texting all day when i sent these tweets out and um the next tweet was a, uh, I i wish we could give texting a rest i thought about it and it's absolutely my least favorite thing i have to deal with on a daily basis that's true i realize that makes me my wife sound easy but it gives me anxiety and i just don't want to respond to people sometimes and get shit for it um which is true i don't uh you know there's days where like i don't text and five people text me and i don't say anything and they're like what's up man What? what's your problem and it's like I get being worried about me, and I I appreciate that. I appreciate people care about me that much, but I just want to put it out there that I don't like texting. I just don't. I use it to convey a message to people I need to get out, important information, pertinent information, sometimes for fun if it's just one person or somebody I'm dating or something. Like Currently, I am talking to someone I do enjoy texting, but like in that situation, that's the only person... I want to talk to like that you know it's a little too much when it's more people um here's when it gets annoying though all right i I, that that was a second tweet i swear this I'm, i'm going somewhere with this third tweet is uh i wish i could deal with it like a normal person but i can't and it drives me up a wall that people put so much stock into me not responding to them I don't mean anything by it. I just don't like stopping what I'm doing to type on my phone. I realize this is silly. And I do. I just don't like any time. I can't like I I like to watch movies and I can't usually unless it's in a theater because I can't focus on it because I'm getting a ber- like just berated by people texting me constantly. And um, I know this sounds like I'm constantly getting text and it sounds crazy, but I really am. And it's annoying. And I don't. I don't know. I don't want you not to text me. I just want only pertinent information. I don't want you to Okay, let me break it down. Here's the texting I want. I like texting the girl I'm dating right now. I like texting people when we're talking about something, actually. I don't like texting when it's just, Hey, what's up? That's cool. Don't even bother. I want you to text me pertinent information with a set plan of what we're going to fucking talk about. You understand? Like okay, and then I went on this tirade. Uh, I don't even want to read the rest of the tweets. Uh, The point is, is I I put all this on Twitter, and my friend who will go unnamed. I love you, dude, but this was the dumbest goddamn text I got. Like he sees all that, and I'm just like, God, I just want to take a break from texting. Was the message of the whole thing? He sees that and texts me. Who's texting you like crazy? It's like everybody, dude. Do you not get it? Do you not get what I'm saying? maybe, maybe it's just me. It probably is <clears throat> if it is, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm an asshole i, I don't know. I, I wish I wasn't the way I was sometimes. I realize it's uh it's hard being friends with me. you know, I'm really working on it. I'm really working on being better about it. you know um I really am i I try to stay busy and put out stuff that you people like. I'm hoping this podcast is one of them. Um. So yeah, I'm just doing my best We're all trying to do our best And um, let's just take criticism For what it is, which is criticism It's not me hating on you, it's me Trying to make people better, you know That's all I gotta say about that though You know, the texting thing there, There's no reason for me to go on much longer about that But it does bother me It is a little annoying sometimes But I mean, what do you gotta do? It's necessary now. It's uh, it's something we have to do apparently, and um, yeah. Sorry, sorry for going off on something that I am guilty of. So, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I haven't mentioned this yet. Just a little quick side note. I made a Facebook page for this, which I saw a lot of you went and liked, and I really appreciate that. Um. But when you Facebook doesn't make it easy for you to get a lot of likes. They make it to where it's very hard for you to invite just just do like a one thing where you can invite every one of your friends. I have like over a thousand friends on Facebook, so it sucks when you can't just do one click and invite everybody. Like they used to be able to do. Now you have to go and invite each individual person from a list. And then eventually they block you from doing it to everybody. You just can't do it easy. It's not easy. Um, so everybody that did like the page, I do appreciate it. Spread the word. It's great. Uh, I would like to keep doing this and maybe eventually make money doing it and make it a better production and hire a producer or something, an engineer or some shit like that eventually. That would be the dream. But as it stands, I'm doing all this by myself right now for free. So um not asking you, because why would you pay for this? Uh, you'd be out of your mind, right? I mean, I mean, I would love for you to wait. Yeah, you should totally be paying for this. Um, anyway, uh, when I was going through, I noticed when you got to like go through every single person on your friends list on Facebook and click a button to invite them, you you you're scrolling through people you forgot about that even existed because you're seeing each person that you have on your friends list and you're like, oh, here's for them. This is for them. This is for them. This is for them. Um, you know what comes with that, though, when you get to a certain age? Uh, I'm 29, so um, I'm getting a little older. Um, that's not I'm not saying I'm old by any means, but I'm nearly 30. Uh, when you're 30, you've seen a lot of people die. I didn't realize how many dead people uh, I have on my friends list on Facebook, but there's a lot. I know a lot of people that are dead now, um, and it's weird. It's weird when you accidentally invite them to your like your Facebook page which brings me to another very interesting thing that I'm super concerned about Um, I'm sure there's an easy answer to this but I've noticed everybody I know that has died their page is no longer like okay let's say I die my page would no longer after a certain amount of time my page if you go to it Would no longer say Nick Thomas, it would say remembering Nick Thomas. Now, I want to think there's an easy answer for this, which is you have to like submit to Facebook that you have to get a certain amount of people to like sign on to saying that this person is dead, and they'll make it a remember page. Because, I mean, if that's not the case, that's very weird. Uh, I don't know that many people that give their passwords out to people that much. Because it would have to be the case, right? You would have to give your password to somebody and they'd have to change it before you die. I don't know anybody that's willing to do that. Especially some of the people, like, I'm not going to name any names, but I've I've got a lot of dead friends... And the friends that I have that are dead uh, definitely have some skeletons in their closet. And they don't want you going through their Facebook inbox, I'm sure, especially after they're dead. They ain't want you to read up on their shit after they're dead. Could you imagine? (laughs) Rest in peace, my ass, huh? (laughs) More like rest in, uh, uh, restless in not in peace, hmm? Yeah? More more like it,, what well, if you just heard like a gunshot after that, and like this like you hear them, oh, that was loud, I didn't mean for it to be that fucking loud. whoo, you hear the mic drop like that, I suppose it would be that loud for real, though, um, God, it'd be more like a we'll do that, you just hear a gunshot, and it's like the mic drops, but yeah be funny uh it's gonna be really funny that my neighbors are gonna hear everything i'm saying they're gonna hear every episode advance lucky people huh yeah whatever you know as usual at about this point in the show i'm just like yeah this is probably the worst episode ever um you guys still keep listening though and i'm very thankful for that um i really am you have no fucking idea how happy i am about that but, um, yeah, I'm going to have to take a break for a minute. I need to dr- give me a drink, get myself rested, and I'll be right back, guys. You, thank you for tuning in anyway. So, yeah, I'll be right back. Thank you. I'm back. Had to get me some Wawa Agua. God, I love this band. King Gizzard and the Wizard Wizard. That song is called Vomit Coffin' by them. Um, they're great, dude. I don't want to sound like a fucking hipster, but uh, I was on them like five years ago, and yeah somebody everybody i showed it to though i will say this though everybody i've showed i've shown them to was on board for it so it's not like a a situation where i was showing them they're like "Eh, i can't really get into it no everybody's been like whoa this is fucking dope so yeah i mean gotta give them props for that that's off their album murder of the universe that shit came out last year but they put out music like kind of like more than ty siegel even like which is a lot um, and I'll be honest, like there's some albums they have, I mean, you put out like five albums a year, which is like what they did last year. Um, you're going to have some shitters in there and, uh, it's just going to happen. Um, it's, you know, quality, not quantity. Okay, guys, but they're great. They they make up for it when they have a good album. It's really good. Speaking of Ty Siegel, I secured my tickets to see him at Saturn on 420 next month. God, that's just a... That's a, a show right there made in heavens. what that's going to be. I'm looking very forward to it. I have not seen Ty Siegel live ever, so this will be really fun for me. Very stoked on it. It just seems like a dude that's like, you just know that show is going to be fucking awesome. No doubt in my fucking mind. oh. <sighs> You know, I don't hate my job. I actually really like it um, a lot, all things considered. I get vacation days. I get health insurance. um, I get all kinds of good shit, you know? Um, It's pretty great. um, But it's still a service industry job. And uh, I got a few thoughts. That's all right. I got a few thoughts on the service industry and how I feel about it. First of all, most people that work in the service industry don't want to be there. They're doing it to make ends meet, to simply survive. And with that said, in the service industry at night, there are very busy nights, particularly on the weekends. Um, Now, for the owners... Of the restaurant. This is very good because that's mean. that means there's a lot of money for them to be had. But if you've ever worked in the service industry. And you come in every night and you're just slammed. And you don't have a second of downtime. That shit sucks. Being slammed sucks when you work at a restaurant. Nobody wants to come in and just be staring down and, like, throwing toppings on a fucking, in my case, a pizza. Just constantly be throwing fucking food, like, making food for people and don't got a second to even, like, breathe. That shit sucks. It, mo- it sucks for most normal people. Now... There's always a couple of people that work in the service industry. They always come back and be like, aren't you guys fucking stoked about this? Yeah, I hope it stays like this all night and all day, every day, 24-7. And you're just like, I'm just thinking, like, shut the fuck up, you psychopath. Nobody fucking wants to do this. And uh, I'm somebody that, I'm a fairly honest guy, so like... These people, when they pull this shit with me, there have been times where I've been in a very not good mood and I've been like, not today, man, shut the fuck up. I'm like, like, I've gone on times where I'm like, being busy sucks. This shit sucks. And they'll always have the rebuttal, like, um, why does it suck? It means money in your pocket. I'm like, oh, when we're busy every second of the day, well, where, where's the money then that I'm getting? Because I get a paycheck. I get a hourly rate. But uh, from what I've seen, we've had slow days and I still get paid the same. So what the fuck are you talking about? No, you're thinking of the person that owns the place. Uh, yeah, sure, they should be excited. But as it stands, I could use a day where we're not fucking slammed, if that's okay with you. Because I don't own the fucking restaurant. What the fu- what, what would be wrong with me if... In my case, where I get paid the same either way, I would rather do the thing that's shittier. Gee, would you rather have a second to breathe or just be standing here like a fucking like slave where you can't even take a bathroom break at times? And I'm not making it sound like my job's like that. I like my job. I like the people that work there. They they go above and beyond to make it make a what should be a shitty service industry job a good one. I'm talking about jobs that are uh, like other service industry jobs I've worked where it is like that. It's almost like you're a slave there. Like you can't even go to the fucking bathroom. You're sitting there sweating and you're fucking like miserable in cases. When I was on drugs, I was going through drug withdrawal, which God, my ideal hell, here's my ideal hell. If there's a hell that exists, here's what it is when I go, when I inevitably go to hell. If we're not already living in it, which I'm convinced that we are. Uh, here's my ideal hell below that's in the biblical hell. Here's my ideal biblical biblical hell. I go down there and there's flames and everything and for eternity I have to work on a fucking make line where I never get, where it's constantly during a rush. It's an eternal rush and I'm going through opiate withdrawal. That is my ideal hell. Because then if that were the case here, I would just kill myself, but in hell, you can't. So, God, imagine that. That sounds... Oh, I don't even want to think about that. That makes me fucking cringe. Ugh. I can't think anything worse than that, except in hell, with it being my ideal hell, it would probably involve, like, possums or fucking rats gnawing at my fucking Achilles tendon or something. Like, I just have rats chewing on my fucking Achilles tendon for eternity while I'm on a make line going through opiate withdrawal. And they'll be dangling, like, uh, a bag of, like, 30-milligram oxycodone in front of me on a pitchfork, and the devil will be laughing at me while pissing in my face. That actually, you know, I say that's my ideal hell, and it sounds, like, very, very crazy and cartoonish, but that's only missing a couple of uh, actual things that like the devil pissing on my face and rats gnawing on my achilles tendon are the only two things that didn't happen at my last job the rest of it is like exactly what it was so i mean does that kind of prove that hell exists here on earth um yeah yeah i think it does i think it does actually Yeah, this is just playing while rats are fucking gnawing on my Achilles tendon. Oh, this fucking sucks. I don't even want to think about that. Fucking terrifying. Here's an annoying thing that happened at... We're going to say this is a previous job that I worked at. Yeah, that'll work. Um, at a previous job I worked at, not the one I work at now. Never in a million years, the one I work at now. Um, we had a guy, very good guy. I like the guy. He will remain nameless. Um, started uh, not showing up a lot. He was calling in a lot. Okay. Um, but he was a valued employee, so... Um. Let it slide a couple of times, and it started to get to where he was coming into work. Fucked up on Xanax very clearly. Now, that's not set in stone, but I'm saying it is because I've been around people that are on Xanax, and that's for sure what it was. Um, and, you know, it started getting annoying. Fast forward a little bit. It's about, he's not even been at work at all for like almost a month. And every shift he has been there, he's called in. So, I'm starting to get a little bit pissed off because I'm having to pick up this guy's fucking shifts. I have a life outside of work. I don't like being at work. I like working days and coming home at night and having my nights free so I can do shows, this podcast, other projects and stuff that I'm working on. I said that when I fucking applied there um, in my past job. And so, like, I'm bringing it up to management and other people. And I've noticed this in management. You can't you can't just talk shit about the employees with the other employees. I understand that. But I was getting okay, I was like, "So what's the deal with so and so? Like, does he still work here or what's going on?" There's like, "Huh, how do I explain it?" Um, and here's what the answer should have been. No, he fucking doesn't because he doesn't come to work anymore. Fuck him. He doesn't work here anymore. I don't care. You don't come to work for a month or you call in a certain amount of times. Bye, you're gone. Fuck you. Sorry. But no, that's what the answer would have been anywhere else. Um, they were like, uh, hmm. What's the best way to answer that? Have you ever played Mario Kart? And you know, when you're playing... And you throw a little turtle shell out and it fucks your other op- opponent up. Well, so and so is kind of like the turtle shell in that scenario. And I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck are you talking about? Does he still work here or not? I asked a simple question with what should have been a simple answer, which the answer to does he, this guy that comes in fucked up when he's even here that's missed work for a month that, um, Even when he's here fucking leaves and has some bogus ass excuse. When I asked does he still work here the answer should have been a simple no he fucking doesn't we fired him because he's terrible. But no he's the turtle shell in Mario Kart in that scenario. Um gee I don't know what the fuck that means. (laughs) What does that mean? You meet some interesting fucking people in the service industry at that previous job too that is in no way my current job uh also there was a dude i don't know what it is with xanax man it's, it's probably why i hate it so much but i'm not gonna fucking hang out with you if you take xanax uh and like you take a bunch of it understand being prescribed that i have friends that are prescribed it to take the recommended dosage and are fine to be around but if you're abusing it and eating handfuls and they're like hey man you know you ever played uh game crash bandicoot and like you're just kind of like what the fuck are you talking about um i'm not gonna be around you because that's annoying it's like babysitting i don't even know is there something below a baby um like i don't know it's like hanging out with a fucking i don't know like a a a baby i don't know it's like hanging out with a baby that sucks though and isn't cute it's like hanging out with a baby that can grow facial hair and doesn't ever shave it and has chunks of macaroni and cheese craft macaroni and cheese still in it and doritos dust all over it smells like shit and doesn't know how to take care of themselves um doesn't sound like a very cute baby does it (laughs) Ugh, fuck i hate myself um but yeah, fuck Xanax. I think it should be outlawed, honestly. I don't think it helps anxiety. Controversial fucking hot take opinion alert, but uh, I don't know. <clears throat> All I've ever seen it do is do damage. Um, it's made me lose friends. Uh, people that take Xanax in my past, hey, how's it going if you're listening? We're no longer friends and you fucking know why. It's because you're goddamn annoying when you take it. So, yeah. And that's not directed to just one person. It's directed to any of you that still take Xanax and can't get your shit together. Um, I'm not friends with you for that reason. So, sorry. Just know it's all of you and not just one of you is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I guess that's, that's all of my hot takes for today on the service industry and texting and DUI class, which I guess it wasn't a hot take on that. It was more of a here's my graduation speech. Um man uh as you know people that listen to this I love fucking movies I love them I love them they make life worth living to me love going to the movies and 2018 this year has been very surprising uh and by that I mean Netflix has put out two of my favorite movies of the year so far um You know me; I'm a stickler for lists, so just want to say real quick. Since it's so early in the year, it's only March. I'm gonna pick my top three favorite movies I've seen this year. And what's crazy about this too is uh, I'm a big I'm a big movie guy. Like I like going to the theater because and this whole Netflix putting movies straight to Netflix streaming bothers me. Because when I grew up, growing up, like uh, in the time I did and a lot of you did that are listening, video stores were a big part of our childhood. And straight to video meant it's not going to be very good, you know, typically. Now, there are some cases where that's not true here and there. But, like, for the most part... And it's like that with Netflix too. Netflix is the new straight like straight to Netflix makes me think too much of straight to video, which cheapens the movie going experience for me. It takes away a lot of it for me. So it's kind of great when a movie can go straight to Netflix for me, and I knock it out of the park and have me like it so much because that that's saying a lot. Um. But yeah, uh i'm just gonna name a few uh one of them i saw was a feudal and stupid gesture which is on netflix yeah sorry about that uh this stupid laptop took up a little bit of too much space i'm gonna have to get a thumb drop for this thing to be able to put more episodes out and save them to it because i've deleted every other episode left that that i've recorded so that's great um but yeah uh as I was saying, uh, I'm going to name my top three movies: uh, "A Feudal and Stupid Gesture," which was on Netflix, which is about the national one of the founders of National Lampoon, Doug Kinney. Doug Kinney played by uh, Will Forte. That was a movie I've been waiting on for about five years or so, or whenever it was they announced it. It's been a while that David Wayne it had, had announced that he was making it. That was uh, one of the best movies I've seen this year so far. Very funny. It's kind of it's surreal, like seeing that movie, kind of, because you're watching a movie that's a... It's a movie about Doug Kinney, who was this, like... I don't want to say was the greatest comedy writer of all time because um, he only wrote so many things, but he did kind of how do i say this without sounding stupid um he was very influential let's just say that and national lampoon was very influential to a lot of great comedy writers now and i don't know if there's no way of proving if this is true but i don't think there would be some certainly some comedy writers that there are now if it weren't for it and him and uh, it's a good movie worth checking out um and that's a netflix movie so It proves that there are good straight to video slash Netflix things sometimes um another one I saw just yesterday is called The Ritual which is fucking that movie is terrifying um I love horror movies and with that said I don't get spooked very easy by them um but this movie the way it was shot and the whole subject matter they deal with um spooked the hell out of me um The way it's shot is just so, uh, you know, let, let me put it this way, um, movies about getting lost in the woods terrify the shit out of me, like the Blair Witch Project and stuff like that scare me because it's something that could fucking happen to you so easily and it's so relatable and, uh, when you see it happen in such a way like in the Blair Witch Project and in The Ritual, um it just i don't know it, it preys on these fears i didn't even know i had really you know and there's like certain shots like where they'll be in a tent in the pitch black darkness of the swedish forest um and i don't know just something about it like you'll see the flashlight shining it's just a little bit of light that there is in this whole forest of darkness and the shot there's a shot in the movie where he hears something and he peers outside of his tent and shines this uh this flashlight this little spotlight flashlight through the forest, and it's just this thick forest of trees and just that little bit of light, and you can't see anything, and it just, I don't know, that that shot right there terrifies me. And the whole movie is just them being lost and worrying about being hunted by this, uh, I don't know, there's like pagan symbols, you know, carved into trees all over the forest, so, you know, They're worried about being killed by these people because they keep stumbling up on things like uh, first thing they see is this bear that's uh, completely just like drained and gutted up really high up in this tree. And it's like almost like a crucifix with a bear on it being crucified. And that's the first sign of like, uh uh-oh, this is going to be scary. And uh, I'm not good at explaining shit like this. I'm, I'm better at recommending stuff um i'm gonna do better about taking notes on shit like this but uh this one definitely don't skip it i don't want to spoil it either you know but definitely don't skip it it's uh i know if you're like me and you see that it's on netflix makes you kind of be like yeah i don't know but this is what i really wish i could have saw in a theater too because it's just i don't know i feel like uh, all your senses that are required at the movie theater are needed for this movie and uh I don't know, I would, like, I would like to see it in theaters if, if there's ever a way to do it. I, I, it's one of those I am going to see again, too. It doesn't seem like a one-time viewing thing. It seems like one I can... I don't know, it seems like one that might be one of my favorite ones to revisit around Halloween and stuff when I, you know, go back and watch horror movies. So, there's that one. See the Ritual? That's one of my favorites of this year so far, with it only being March. And uh, my favorite I've seen this year, and it could be, you know... At the end of the year I, I could see it probably taking top spot if, you know, it doesn't if you know, if they don't step up their game a little bit, which isn't the same you know, it which isn't saying that they're not, it's just saying this movie is so good that it's gonna take a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work to top it is as you all know, if you heard the last episode, Thoroughbreds. Um, what else can I even say about that movie? <clears throat> it's just uh I mean In the last episode, Chris Obby said best, I think, when he said it's going to be one of those movies kind of like a cult classic like Donnie Darko or The Big Lebowski or um, you name it, you know, Raising Arizona, um, just stuff like cult classics. Like even, you know, I'll even throw, because I don't think Donnie Darko holds up. I'll throw Fight Club in there too because Fight Club, you know, Say what you will about it. It is a lame movie that, you know, you you, you got to be a certain age to really appreciate and think that it's deep. You know, but you put that aside. It's a David. Fin- it, you're watching it. It's a good movie because it's a David Fincher directed movie. Like it looks it, it's shot beautifully. And I can't I, it wouldn't be good at all if it weren't for him. He makes that movie, you know. It's the direction of that movie that makes it. And I think Thoroughbreds is going to be lumped in the category of the better of the cult classics. Like more of your like your big Lebowskis and stuff like that. I think the nice guys too. Uh, Shane Black's the nice guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. That'll be another cult classic. Because um, it didn't really... Uh, that one for some reason just didn't catch on back in, uh, whenever it was, 2014, 2015, when it came out. And that's sad. That movie was so good, and it's Shane Black. Name something he's made that's bad, that his name has been attached to that's just flat-out unwatchable. He fucking wrote Last Action Hero. You can't really... I don't know, like, you, you can't go anywhere but down from there, but, like, at the same time... If you write at Last Action Hero, you're one of the best in the fucking biz in my book. I think? I don't know. I don't want to say for sure. As far as fun movies go, though, Last Action Hero is a top tenner for me. It'd have to be different categories for top tens, and that one would be like fun, just fun. Don't got to appreciate it for anything else, but just for how fun it is. One of those movies, and it's a top tenner for me. It might even be a top fiver in that category. Lumping it into that, but yeah, those are like. I'd like to see what else will make the list. You know, I'm I'm going to see Annihilation this weekend. I can see that one making the list. It's a little early on, I think I won't do this uh, list update again until mid year. We'll see where we're at on that. And yeah, what else is there? I don't think there's anything else really. Yeah, I mean, that'll about wrap it up, I think. I do want to say this real quick, though. Um, Ready Player One is about to come out, and I have not read the book. I've only seen certain pages in it and read, you know, Mike Nelson, who's one of my favorite people ever, who was a host of Mystery Science Theater 3000. When I used to watch the show on Sci-Fi, I'd wake up every Saturday morning and uh, watch uh, Mike Nelson and Bill Corbett as Crow era Mystery Science Theater 3000. He put out a podcast that I'm looking to check into where he makes fun of Ready Player One. And I've, you know, I will say I've, you know, heard some heinous shit about the book. It sounds pretty lame to me, but I've also heard from people I respect that they like it and it's really fun. So I have no proper opinion about either because the movie's not out. But I do want to see the movie and. I get if you think it'll be bad because of the book and there's a lot of people hating on it, but one of the main complaints people have about this movie, which is Ready Player One, directed by one of the greatest directors of our time, Steven Spielberg, their main complaint is uh, it's, nostal- it's steeped in nostalgia. And my main problem with people complaining about that is like, what is your problem with nostalgia Exactly like you hate you hate good memories you hate being reminded of things that make you happy and remind you of a better time when you didn't want to hang yourself with your fucking belt from your ceiling fan is that what you're saying you hate that like what 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 do you like then do you like watching just the news all the time and it's only when a national tragedy happens oh uh, Let me turn the news on. Ah, no, they're talking about top 10 ways you know you're a 90s kid. Uh, Call me when there's a fucking mass shooting, okay? Not interested unless there's some dead people involved. You're a psychopath. Just go see the fucking movie and have fun and shut up about it, okay? Quit finding reasons to hate shit. That's coming from the biggest hypocrite ever, uh, which is pretty much all I do is find reasons to hate shit. But with that one, I just don't get, though nostalgia is what your problem is with it make fun of it because it's bad but like nostalgia is not a good reason to hate something i don't think that's very odd to me sorry um (laughs) maybe i'm just weird like that but yeah not a good reason to hate something is because it reminds you of a better time but yeah i hope you like this episode that's been episode eight of table for one dumb boy um just a quick announcement, too. Um, a lot of people ask me about this. Uh, in the first episode, I was saying this was going to be kind of a side project thing. And it's actually kind of become a thing of its own. And I was saying it was going to be a side project for my other podcast, Trailer Trash Hobbyist. Um, I have some not-so-happy news about that. And it's that Trailer Trash Hobbyist um is not coming back, probably. <clears throat> Maybe sometime in the future, but... um. There are no plans to bring it back at this point. Um, The site we were hosting it on um, started charging us for it too. And in between this and that, um, I'm putting this out more with Trailer Trash Hobbyist. Jack wasn't necessarily on board for wanting to do it anyway. Um, He has his own life. You can't make somebody do something you don't want them to do. Um, So it had to be one or the other. Uh, I put this out and I want to do this. So my money has to go to this. And, uh, as a result, the site took the episodes down and we don't have any backed up. So all the episodes are gone, unfortunately. And, um, we're just, there are just no plans to bring it back, sadly. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, hopefully one day we can bring it back, but for now it's just not going to happen. Um, thanks everybody that listened to it. Uh, and thanks everybody that listens to this one. I think this is going very swimmingly and we're just going to have fun with this and make this what it is and, um... You know, I got other I'm working on other stuff too, I'm excited for you to see. I can't there's one I don't really want to talk about right now because uh we haven't got the wheels rolling on it, but it has been written and we are meeting up to talk about it Monday. I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited for you guys to see it. It's something I've never done before and have always wanted to do. Um it's a new medium. I will tease that. It's a new medium for me. Um it's a visual medium. If you get to it, if not, I'm not going to tell you. But it'll be soon enough that hopefully you will get to see it. But it will be getting made, and I'm very fucking excited about it. So, yeah. But yeah, that's going to be it for episode eight, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it, and stay tuned for another episode of Table for One Dumb Boy next week, episode nine. Who knows what it'll be about. Stay tuned, and I'll see you next week, guys. Thank you so much, and I love you. I do.